I'm Carrie Recaro, and you're watching 110 Football. Hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of Angels Wear Boots here on 110 Woo! Football. Let's give ourselves a round of applause. <laughs> yes. Let's go. This is our very first show of <laughs> Angels Wear Boots here on 110 Football. And this is the very first show of its kind. It's the only show like dedicated to an NWSL team. And this is our team. We are here in Los Angeles and we're just happy to talk about our team with you. <laughs> So I'm going to go ahead and introduce, um, I don't want to call you guys a panel, let's call you guys my team for today. <laughs> my team. Um, I'm your host. My name is Jessica. I have our very own Angel City Chicks here, Nina Kiefer and Amanda Philemon, as well as ex-pro Lauren Sesselman. Wore the Canadian tuxedo today for y'all. Hey. Always fabulous, <laughs> always fabulous. So how we like to do these shows is obviously we're just gonna go through everything Angel City, but the most important thing is that you guys get involved via the chat box. So make sure that you guys are in there. Comments, questions, concerns, um, words of affirmation. Let us know how our outfits are looking. <laughs> Only positive comments though. We don't wanna hear anything <laughs> negative about our, about our outfits, but nope. get in there and let us know what you guys are thinking and feeling. And also make sure you guys like and subscribe and grow and have some fun with us. Let's do it. All right, so to start off, let's introduce the team. We have to meet the team. And if you guys are not familiar with the, the women playing for Angel City, we're gonna get you familiar right now. So let's go ahead and start off with goalkeepers, Nina. Yeah, let's talk about these keepers. Angel City now has four keepers that they've signed. And I guess my question is, is Didi the number one until Almuth comes? You know, that's a great question. And I think if you look at the stat lines, you look at everything on paper, it makes sense to start someone like Almuth over Didi. But listen, Didi's had a heck of a Challenge Cup. She's really developed a lot of communication and a lot of camaraderie with her team. And I, I think it's her spot to lose at this point, if, if I'm being honest. I don't know, what are your guys' thoughts on this? So this is my thoughts. When anybody, when a team is trying to bring in a player like Amuth, like she has national team experience, played for Germany, um, she's an incredible keeper. They, their expectation is to have her play. So I think it's gonna be her coming in there and you know just really making those other goalkeepers work for that for that number one spot. Um, Didi, you know, she's had a great challenge cup. I think she's a great keeper. I've watched her play for many years um, and with the national team. So I think um, it's definitely her spot to lose, but I think it's gonna, you know, Emma's gonna give her a run for her money. Yeah, I mean, we can't forget about Eisenhower and Perez too. They're both very young and they have good resumes, but you know, having somebody like Almuth there who is very seasoned, I mean, 2016 gold medal in Rio, you know, having her as a mentor could be really valuable for them. And we could be set for goalkeepers for years. Yeah, not a bad problem to have. A lot of teams have a great goalkeeper with no solid backups. And, and here we are, we're gonna be seeing who's gonna duke it out for that number one spot. So I'm excited to see how this season's gonna shape up for us, especially after July when Almuth makes her way into the Angel City roster. I'm excited for it. I mean, competition for places is always a good thing, especially for a new team, even at a goalkeeper position where I think people think it's just one player and then there's a backup. I want to see them duke it out. I want to see them really fight for that position. So that will be really interesting going into the season. Yeah. All right, so we talked about goalkeepers. Now we'll get into my favorite position, our defenders. Do you guys think with these injuries, um, everything that's going on with the team right now, do you think the defense is deep enough? 
I mean, I'll say yes. I think we have eight defenders, 8.5 if you count Jasmine Spencer. I think we do have enough defenders. The problem right now is injuries and illness. We've got three of our defenders out. Yeah, I mean, eight defenders sounds great on paper, but we need eight healthy defenders for that to feel deep enough. And I mean, we are definitely missing the likes of someone like Sarah Gordon, unfortunately, and Paige Nielsen and Vignola. We need them healthy. And I think with those girls in our lineup, yeah, absolutely. I think we have no problem with having depth on our defense. Is that gonna happen? Are we gonna see that in this season? Yeah, I mean, Lauren, you can probably attest to this, that the most important thing right now, even without maybe our most experienced players or, or girls that are out, is just getting used to playing with each yep. other. And that will grow um, the, the team together, right, as a defender. Yeah, so you have you have Jills back there. She's she's a leader. She's been a huge leader and um, impact player with the Canadian national team. And so having her, you know, in that back line is is really going to help the other players grow around her. So we've we've seen different center backs come into the picture. You know, you have Ali Riley and then Spencer coming back and playing defense. Um, without having Gordon and Nielsen, I mean, I know those are those are big losses, but I I was I was you know surprised. Hammond and and Reed they did a great job. It's just making sure they get the, that playing time under their belts, and I think they're going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, our last game against Portland, we shut them out. So, I mean, that's a huge mm -hmm. testament to our defensive line that they've really come together, they've really meshed well, and, you know, I think they're figuring things out. They're able to come in and kind of adjust to the losses that we've had going into this season. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think we're going to be all right. I think, I think we've shown so. flashes of that, so. But, hey, we've talked about goalies. We've talked about defenders. Let's move into the midfield. What's our missing piece? Is there a missing piece? All right, I got a hot take. I got a really hot take. <laughs> I like hot takes. Don't hot unsubscribe. <laughs> I want to see Kristen Press play midfield. I want to see her as an attacking mid. I think you put Kristen Press in the box. Everyone marks her and you know, you pull her back. She's great at passing. She's great at connecting. And she's got the leg and the skill to make it from outside of the box. If you drop her back to that attacking mid, you basically have four forwards. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I think her interchanging with Charlie up top or Lucy, whoever is playing in those positions, I think it definitely could work with their speed and their pace and the way that they get into the channels. Um, I also think that Danny Weatherhole has been doing a great job in that sixth position from losing Julie Ertz. And then we have um, Clarice Le Bihon yeah. coming in, who is a phenomenal player for the French national team. And, you know, she's, she's known to play that sixth spot, but she can also play anywhere on the field. So it's going to be interesting. You also have Ricaro. You know, uh, yeah. well, we can't sleep on McCaskill either. Yeah, we can't sleep on McCaskill. She's, like, I mean, she's been yeah, huge with all this, and, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But I mean, when I ask the question, what's the missing piece? We're talking about all these phenomenal players. I don't know that there's a missing well, piece. I don't. If, if Nina thinks that maybe Kristen Press <laughs> dropping deep into midfield <laughs> is something that she needs to be doing, maybe that's the missing piece. Yeah. Is an additional creative player that can mm -hmm. drop in and and create chances from deep in midfield. So maybe that could be the missing piece maybe. to play along McCaskill, who is kind of our only creative player in that midfield. So maybe she needs somebody else to carry right. that burden. Yeah. But that was the hottest of takes. You know? <laughs> that was the I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that take. So, um, but speaking of, you know, our forwards, the most talked about forward is obviously Kristen Press, but we have so much depth and quality in that position. And Press and Charlie have been leading the line so far, but I did want to kind of have a conversation around what's actually missing up top. Do goals. we need a, <laughs> beyond goals, goals, do we need a target striker? Do we need somebody that we can kick the ball up to that can hold the ball up? Somebody like a Oshawala or a Vivian yeah. Miedema, something like that. 
I what mean, do you guys think? I think any team that's not like scoring, you know, multiple, multiple goals, they're always kind of like hungry for that kind of striker, definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've seen it with other teams where well, you miss that big guy up front who's just yeah. ready to take it, turn it around, and just bang it in the back of the goal. And, you know, you know, no, we don't have that. We said, though, Tyler Lucy is hungry. Simone yes. Charlie is hungry. June Endo is hungry. So I think once they start connecting more, we're going to see those goals start pouring in. Yeah, I mean, they are. I love Lucy, and we said it in the first game that we watched her that she was definitely gunning for that, and she scored in that second matchup. And I don't know, I just love watching her play. She's like a little firecracker out there. Reminds me a little bit of a, a Rose Lavelle, you know, not a big presence up front like we were talking about, but definitely a playmaker and someone who's dynamic to watch out there. Well, if you, like, look back when Abby Wambach was that target, up top you know first as a defender it's so hard to play against somebody like that you know that's laying it off and then turning players left and right I think that is a missing piece especially if you put a Kristen Press in a number 10 position where she can just lay it off and go I mean her pace and then also with Charlie I and then also a heading presence up there I mean obviously Kristen Press Charlie they can head the ball they can do that but having that big strong player to go against those big strong defenders is something that's really important on a team you have a Christine Sinclair that does it for the Thorns etc so I think definitely the target. I think we're also probably missing just true wingers on in the wide areas. We really don't, we have players that are good with the ball at their feet, like Endo, like McCaskill, but we're really missing those players that can just do the power and pace up the wings yeah. and, and beat a man and really make the defenders scared to commit. Yeah. Lauren, can you talk about that? What, well, kind of, what kind of players did you like playing against? <laughs> And not playing. <laughs> you know, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, but that's what we were talking about when we talk about Jasmine Spencer, too, a little bit. Like, she was supposed to be that winger. That's right. what she's always played, that forward winger mentality. And then she gets, she has to come back and play. And she's doing a great job in the outside back. But, you know, for me, I really hate those players that are always interchanging because it's very hard defensively to keep your eye on them. Um, so, but yeah, the, those type of attacking that are always switching in and out and getting into those channels are very difficult to defend. When that nine comes all the way across in that channel, it's very hard if, if, if the center back is not turned on, you know. Yeah. It's, they, they, I would say we haven't even seen the creativity from our midfield yet. You know, our yeah. midfield has been dropping back a lot and trying to help with the defense. We haven't been able to really build out of the back. Mm -hmm. We haven't been able to transition from defense to attack until recently. So I think we have yet to see that creativity in the midfield that will lead us to those great opportunities. So let's go off of that and let's let's have some fun. You know, we had a media day here and let's get to know the players a little bit off the field. So we did a little fun media day here, as I said, and which player is the team mom? We asked the girls, let's see what they had to say. The team mom, probably Danny. Danny. Danny Weatherholt. Team mom, Allie Riley. Allie Riley. Allie is a bit of a mom. Allie. Allie Riley. Allie Riley. Danny or Allie? Probably Allie Riley. Allie. Probably Allie. I heard that everyone said me. I think it's because I'm old, so I guess me. <laughs> <Okay>. All right. <laughs> 
Allie Riley, huh? Yeah, I love I mean, it. Listen, that's no surprise, to be honest. I mean, she's the team captain. She's the oldest one on the team. And she's just an all-around, she's advocating so much for, it's funny, she does this thing called um, Girls Gone Veg on the I Am Athlete platform, mm -hmm. where she advocates for nutrition and, you know, just healthy eating. And so, yeah, I mean, that's such a mom thing to do. That makes <laughs> such sense. I, I, wish, I wish she could help me with that. I was definitely always the mom on the team, so. I'm right there with her. Perfect. So let's talk about the Challenge Cup because it's going on right now. We're going to talk about some reactions. So for you guys, what we'll go we'll start with Nina. Biggest surprise on the Challenge Cup? I think City. my biggest surprise is the player who has played the most other than Didi Heracic. That would be Gilles. Gilles played every minute of the Challenge Cup first, not even Kristen Press. So, you know, that is really surprising to me because you would think when you have a big signing like Kristen Press, your first signing, such a name that it would be Kristen Press. And, you know, Gilles took it with 540 minutes played in the Challenge Cup. And also, the, they had the FIFA dates in there as well. So it's been a lot of soccer. Mm -hmm. I mean, Allie Riley, I think they were saying she played back to back like three games or something. And so she, yeah. that's a tes testament to her endurance there. Um, for me, my biggest surprise has to be Jasmine Spencer um, adapting yeah. and just being, you know, put into that outside back position, as I alluded to before. She came on as a forward, um, um, a winger, that's usually her position, but her coming in and making a difference at that outside back, um, I, I'm really happy with what I see thus far from her, and I'm excited to see her moving forward. I mean, she's stepped up. It's a, it's a huge role to be thrown into. The outside back is the hardest position, in my opinion, to play outside of center back on the field, because if you step incorrectly, you can really throw everything off. So. Um, Jasmine, you're doing a great job, girl. <laughs> yeah, for me, my biggest surprise was no doubt Savannah McCaskill. She has been such an important player on this team, and I, I don't know that I knew a whole lot about her going into this, um, but she has solidified herself in Angel City's history. She scored the first goal. She had the first free kick. She had the first corner kick, and she had the first red card. <laughs> Yes. I, that was not an earned red card. I mean, but she got an earned red card. <laughs> Good but, for the red card. But I mean, she has just been so involved in so many things, especially the first with Angel City. And I'm just so excited to see what she does, how she develops as a oh, player yeah. with this team going forward. I, I think this is just the beginning for her, and I'm thrilled for her. She's got spunk. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, love, definitely love McCaskill. So my biggest surprise is going to be uh, Freya Coombs' impact and how she's maneuvered around very difficult circumstances with a new club, new players. I mean, this is, I think people forget when you're watching this team play, they've literally like just been, they just started and they're really talented. But what Freya Kumas had to do is not only just get a new team going, but she's had some adversity as well. Like you mentioned McCaskill, that red card, I was like, wow, that's going to really take away a lot of the, the creativity in this team. And yeah. from the first game that we played against San Diego, San Diego Wave to the last game against Portland, you did start to see those improvements. The first game, it was like 10 minutes of good play, then 25, then a whole half. And it's it's inch by inch, but you can see it. And I like how she got the team back into basics. You could tell that they were just working on their patterns against Portland. And we know that maybe that wasn't the strongest Portland team, but we don't care. That's how we got our first win. And I think Freya Kuma is doing an excellent job so far in a very difficult situation with a new club. So she's doing excellent. I can't wait to see what she's like with her full team, with um, with depth and all, and all of that. Yeah, I love that. All right, so yeah. All right, so we're gonna actually talk about our biggest um, Angel City's.
biggest opportunity. And we're going to start off with Lauren. So I think the biggest opportunity for them is definitely the center backs. Um, who's going to get the start? You know, so we talked about this a little bit um, in, the, in the previous part of the show. And so, you know, Reed Hammond has made an impact. I've also played with um, Carrie Ricaro, and she played center back as well. So that's another option, you know, when um, Leibe Hahn comes in to play, maybe. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of see who's going to gel and who's going to get the start there. What about you guys? What do you think of that? Yeah, my biggest opportunity actually kind of plays on what you're saying. Mine is a healthy roster, you know, <laughs> all of our players available to play. You know, we've got so many people out, and I know it's going to be a while before Sarah Gordon can take the pitch again. But I think once we have those key players healthy and available, I think it's game over for everyone else. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of looked at Nina's homework and picked for something very similar. Um, I talked about, like, the biggest opportunity is building depth in this team. I do think we have a strong first 11 and some girls that are still out, like you already said, uh, with illness and injury. But this is where it gets fun, I think, for Enya Luko and her team when building this team. And now that the other leagues, we, you know, we have the staggered schedules, other leagues are starting to end, and you have opportunities to grab players from other teams, you know, do some recruitment. And so I think this is where things get exciting. And when you look at the other teams in the league, you do see that there's a lack of depth in ours. Very strong starting 11, but we need to start building that. So I think that's the opportunity that I'm looking the most forward to. Yeah, well, much like you three kind of all piggybacked off each other, I'm just going to go in a completely rogue direction. I love it. And I'm going to say, I think the biggest opportunity has is the fact that Angel City is just a trailblazer this season in the way that they have done everything. From the very beginning, they have been so cerebral in everything that they have done. Everything they do has so much thought behind it. And I think you're going to start seeing that as a trend. And I love that they took this opportunity to just do things whole different way you know from the ownership group from the colors and the crest to the meaning behind the jerseys and everything the way that they have partnered with sponsorships this year everything means so much to them and i love that and i, I think we're going to start to see more teams in the league and especially hopefully new teams that come into the league as it grows do the same thing and i just i love that and i think they've really taken this opportunity to have a team in la and to make it bigger and even better than what anybody has done prior to this so i love it it has been so exciting we have seen so much fun soccer so far what is your guys biggest takeaway of the challenge cup yeah so my biggest takeaway so far is just success is not linear i know that maybe with um angel city being such a well-talked-about club and all of the, the backing that they've gotten from such A-list celebrities and all the talk around the club makes it seem like you should be able to just put the team out there, that 11, and, and make things work. And it just doesn't work like that. You need time. You need to, to build over, over a period. And so for me, it's just being patient with this team and taking those little nuggets, the first goal, the first red card, <laughs> the first free kick, all those, those firsts and just growing with the team and just being excited for the next step. So for me, it's just about being patient with this new um, club. Yeah, I copied off your homework, I think, because yeah. <laughs> mine is the fact that we are improving. Yeah. You know, you look at specifically just the games against Portland. The first time we played Portland, they had 14 shots to our eight. The next time we played, we flipped the script, yeah. you know, and then we outshot them. So we are improving. We are getting better. And that's my takeaway. <laughs> my takeaway is, listen, it's time we've graduated. Thank you, Cal State Fullerton. Thank you, Titan <laughs> Stadium. You've been gracious, <laughs> gracious hosts, but bye. It is time for this team 
to kind of play in the environment that they are meant to play in, and that is a professional environment. That is Bank of California Stadium. Friday, they get to finally do it on the big stage, and I can't wait for it. Let's go. And my <laughs> biggest takeaway going off all three of them would be the momentum and the hype kind of just leading up um, into this game tomorrow. It's going to be a huge game. Good to play at the bank. They won their last game against the Thorns this past weekend. So taking that momentum of that first win Woo! and going into the bank yes! and taking care of business. <laughs> oh, Let's so do it. exciting. I can't energy. wait. I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to oh. be amazing. <laughs> okay, so during our media day, our very own Megan Reyes did an interview with Angel City's Sarah Gordon. So we wanted to share that interview with you. Take a look. Sarah, thank you for joining me. Excited to get to know you. So I want to just jump right into it. You born and raised Chicago. If someone had 24 hours to spend in the city and never been there before, what are you telling them to do? Oh, this is such a good question. There's so many food places that they would have to hit that it wouldn't be possible. So I would just say Portillo's and Beatrix for a nice coffee. Hopefully it's summer. <laughs> Hopefully they're not there in winter so they can go to the beach, have a full day, bar hop. It's a great city in the summer. So one thing I love is your sense of style and fashion. Thank you. So I want to know if you have two minutes to throw together an outfit, what are you, what are you throwing together? Oh my god, these questions are so hard <laughs> right off the bat. Okay, I would pick out my sneakers first, so because that's the most important part, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then I would throw together probably something leather on bottom with a crop top and an oversized something. Who are some of your fashion icons? I have mood boards where I just really? kind of look around and follow certain people and then put things together and it's like my inspo in the morning or when I'm going to an event or something. So if you could only wear one pair of sneakers, like a like a model, one pair of sneakers for the rest of your life? I would probably go with off-white fours. Okay. The cream color, because they would match everything. That's a good answer. Why the fours? I love fours. It's like one of my favorite Jordan silhouettes. And then it's just a shoe that could go with dresses or pants or whatever. Jumping away from fashion, I'm personally super passionate about mental health and um, amplifying also and supporting the black community. So I'd love to know more about Hood Space Shy, how that started, what your goals are, and just where you plan to take it in the future. Yeah, so Hood Space started um, kind of partly because of my personal journey with my mental health. My first few years in the league, I kind of struggled with anxiety. I started meditating, doing yoga, I started breath work and journaling and just kind of reading and looking up, you know, what I could do for myself in a holistic way. And uh, it really changed um, the player that I was. And I started it obviously to be better on the soccer field, but it also changed me off the field. I was more present in my daily life. I felt like I was a better mom and a better human. And so Hood Space started with that in mind, but for the black and brown community, because those resources aren't always available mm -hmm. in the black and brown community. And I felt like as a mixed person, I have the privilege and the access to bring it. That's really what the goal is and, and why it started. And obviously now that I'm in Los Angeles, I would love to be be able to host some clinics and do some things and really get it off the ground here and running. What is your kind of daily routine to, to stay mindful? Meditation is the biggest thing and the hardest thing because mm -hmm. it's like it, it is so hard still after years of doing it to sit down and be still and just witness myself. But I think meditation is, is the biggest game changer for me. So I struggle with meditation. Again, I'm trying very hard to be more mindful and to stay present. What advice do you have for someone that's trying to be mindful or maybe starting meditation for the first time? So my advice for meditation is 
just witness whatever it is. Like if you feel impatient, just witness it. Don't, I think the biggest thing is like you push things away. You're like, wait, no, I have to, I have to feel patient or I have to feel a certain mm -hmm. way. And the whole point of meditation is just witnessing yourself for who you really are and how you really feel. It's not about being the perfect meditator and having no thoughts. It's about just watching yourself. That's what I used to do. I used to sit there and be like, okay, don't think. So I also really like that you prioritize affirmations, journaling. I like to do that as well. I just want to know if you're comfortable sharing what are some affirmations that you practice every day. So for me, like recently, my affirmation has been all around being divine and I'm divine. And then my other intention right now is I'm worth the expense because I feel like as women, we so often, you know, try to please or make people happy or be like, oh no, it's okay. And it, I'm like trying to step into my divinity and be like, I'm, I'm worth this. This is what I'm worth. On Twitter, I read that your Chicago teammates voted you most likely to get into a fight with a stranger. I'm kind of curious to know more about that because I mean, I feel like we're very similar. Same, I don't, I don't play professional soccer and I haven't been voted that, but I probably would also <laughs> get in a fight with a stranger. What made them vote you that? Because I'm feisty and I'm fire. I'm hey. super fiery, so I'm all about, you know, respect and being kind, but once the line gets crossed, I'm not gonna step down. I'm just gonna be honest. I hate that. That's what makes you a good defender. Right, maybe that's, maybe that is. If you're comfortable, I would love to know, like, tell us about Caden. How would you describe your son? Caden is amazing. He's playful, he's fun, he's sensitive and sweet, and I feel like he's just, He's just a ball of fun, and I feel like he has a sensitive side, which is great to raise a boy that, you know, is empathetic and sensitive like that. That's wonderful. Well, I just want to close with, if no one's told you this today, you're doing a wonderful job, and you're a great mom. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for sitting down with me. What an interview. I what an interview with Sarah and Megan. <laughs> I Jason's in my ear and he's making mistakes, you guys. That's why we messed up. But, <laughs> but we wanted to welcome welcome Sarah Gordon to the Angel Wears Boots family as well as 110 football. She's gonna be joining us here for our show. I mean, that's excellent news and her insight was so good on that interview. I'm looking forward to hearing more of it on our show. Lauren, you're a past, like, you're an ex-player. What could Sarah bring to to the group, to the I mean, team? Sarah's amazing. She brings so much energy, and she's a leader on the pitch. I've watched her grow tremendously as a player into a staple household name as a player. And so just adding that, that inside look that we, everyone really wants to know about what goes on behind the scenes. So she's going to add a little taste of that for us. And just the mentality of the players, I think, is, is, is something I've always, I'm always intrigued about the mentality of players. So hearing that from, from Sarah is going to be great. Obviously style as well, right? <laughs> style, like, I mean, yeah, yeah, she obviously. needs to help me with my, my shoe game. <laughs> right? I think so. I, you know what, it's funny. I love that <laughs> as a defender, she's most likely getting a fight with a stranger. I think that shows a lot about why she go. plays where she does. So Her and I are going to get along yes. very well with that. <laughs> That was fun. That was fun. Yeah, I need an affirmation in my life, I think. I mean, divinity, right? Um, yeah. Powerful. Definitely. I love that. Super excited about Sarah joining the team, obviously. So we're going to play a little bit of a game called 
Tap-In Merchant. I forgot what the name of the, of the game was, but we're playing games now. So Tap-In Merchant is kind of like fill in the blank. So very simple, right? We're going to go ahead and get our whiteboards out here, our markers, and get Goodness. started. Sorry, I'm so, so excited. I know. I love games. I'm going to win. All right. So first, win? wins. first topic. When Angel City was announced, I felt... Don't cheat off me. I'm, I'm trying not to. Um, mine's more than one word. I hope that's okay. No, ooh, <laughs> I like yours. Mine's one word. All right. <laughs> ooh, I like. Okay, so there we go. Okay, tears of joy from Lauren. Aww. From relief from Amanda, Nina. I didn't see yeah. yours. Overwhelmed, Overwhelmed and elated. I think we all had very similar feelings. Is that because? We needed an LA team. No, here. so this is this is why I say tears of joy because I was around in the WPS when they had the LA Soul, and when it went under, I was very very sad. And we've had to wait another <laughs> however many years to get another team here in LA because they had a lot of the fans. It was just a great soccer city, and so just tears of joy that we're expanding and just get to have Angel City in our presence. Yeah, listen, if you followed Angel City chicks, you know that. We started our podcast a year and a couple months before this was even announced, and that's because we knew LA was gonna have a women's team. It was just a matter of time before it was gonna happen, and the fact that that's all the longer we had to wait to really rebrand and hammer it home and become <laughs> Angel City Chicks because this team was announced, yes, relief, because we got to have an identity. We got to be somebody finally and have somebody to represent, and that just felt so good. This is why we're different people, because then I went overwhelmed. <laughs> I like, oh my God, it happened! Like, ah! We're here, finally, you know? So it was the joy, it was the, we're actually doing this. Oh my God, more season tickets. You know, it was all the things, all the excitement that came with it and so many emotions. Uh, and there will be many more, don't worry. Elated being one of those big emotions, I think too. Yeah, I just, I wanted to use a different word than excited because I just didn't feel like excited was an exciting word. But, um, <laughs> elated, I mean, I'm an LA, Sorry. LA person I grew up here and it's just nice to have a team that you can follow that's from your city so it's just that simple for me <laughs> so let's erase our boards let's um Amanda lost her eraser. Oh, I was like, where's your eraser? I dropped my eraser on the ground. Ignore her. just like class, everybody sharing their pens and pencils. I got excited. So our next one is going to be, I was blank when Kristen Press signed. All right. Let me see what I If I can spell this right, I think JR would be in the chat getting mad at me if I didn't spell this right. I won my school spelling bee, so I'm not worried. I was under. I was like I the little kind of dot the in the corner in the 17th percentile for spelling. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, let's see. Lauren, ecstatic. Did I spell it wrong? Not, not and not surprised. Um, you also, Amanda, have not surprised. Why wasn't it surprising? I mean, was it was it obvious? I mean, I, I was shocked. I was like, what? Like, nah. that's what I have on here. She's like, an LA girl. She's, she's an, an LA, LA girl. girl. And if she's you were ready. following everything on Twitter, the CP23 I guess I was under to LA, we it was it. so big. That's why I was unaffected. It was like, wait, she didn't already sign? That wasn't part of the team That's why we were talking about her, because she was coming. And so yeah. we knew it. I mean, it was just, yeah. I, mean, I think we already just anticipated that they wanted somebody who they just felt was quintessentially 
LA. LA. Basically, and that was franchise Chris. player, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. So not I surprised. don't think the front office could have looked their supporters groups in the face if they hadn't brought her yeah. here. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So basically. So. <laughs> also, she's my favorite player. I love Aww. watching Krista Press. I don't think she gets Aww. enough notoriety. Aww. Her she and Julie amazing. Ertz were actually my two favorite people to watch. So uh, Julie Ertz. Having both of them here. Uh, Julie Ertz. I was she's excited. She could still come back. You don't know that. We yeah. still have our contract rights. That's oh, right. All right, guys. So our that. next topic is going to be the non-soccer thing I'm most excited about is, and this isn't my kitties. <laughs> There's so many things to be excited about with this. Yeah. Team, now, so now I'm worried about my spelling, and I'm, I was spelling be champion. So, <laughs> am I the only one who can't spell? Ready? Hold on. Hold on. I'm ready. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this is more than one word, I know. Okay. All I right. think me and Amanda are on the same <laughs> okay. wavelength. Well, yeah, of course, the kits. I mean, the kits how, are cool. how epic are the Angel City kits? I mean, on a skit, like, first of all, they're the best in the league. But on a how? They're amazing. Speak. They're Speak so good. No, <laughs> they're so good. I, yeah, whenever they showed that daylight kit, which they have dawn and daylight, obviously the black one being dawn and daylight being the white one with the pink, which I absolutely love, and the palm trees. I don't know, there's just something about it that just gives me all the vibes. And I ordered it that day, and I keep checking my email, and I'm like, is it gonna come? When's it gonna be shipped? And right. I know there's all kinds of shipping issues and stuff with that, but man, I am so excited for that thing yeah. to come and to represent because they are. They're, like I said, so much thought goes into everything they do, Absolutely. kits included. Well, no, oh, explain mine. Well, I was gonna go off of that <laughs> and say, because I haven't had a cute kit ever. Like I've worn so many different kits and finally someone's paying attention to a detail and actually giving female athletes some some drip, you know? That's yeah. all I gotta say. Like, yes. People are gonna be proud to rock that <laughs> kit, no matter if you're male or female. Uh, me, it was just continued community inclusion. Um, they really are getting the community involved, really getting everyone hyped up. I just did a camp with them and Nike, and just to see the little girls' faces and how excited they were to have a professional team here. It's really, really important what they're doing, and it's really special what they're doing for the community, so continue that. Absolutely, representation matters, and I kind of, I piggybacked with you, Lauren, I think, because I wrote down Play Equity Fund, which is the nonprofit partner of Angel City, and you know, if you don't know the work that Play Equity Fund is doing, one of the things we know is that youth from different communities don't have the same access to sports. Sports are expensive, youth mm -hmm. sports are expensive, and having the opportunity to continue to play is important. So the representation, the community impact, and seeing what they do off the pitch, I think is almost as important as what they do on the pitch. Absolutely. So, very well said, Nina. I really like what yeah. you just said there. So let's go on to our next topic here, which is going to be my way too early favorite player is. All right. Uh, that's a really hard question. I just. <laughs> now I'm throwing things. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. My gasp. Googled it. I just can't write it. that fast. I just Googled it. Oh. All right. So essentially, <laughs> I went Danny Weatherholt. Okay, Woo! so talk to me about Danny Weatherholt and why you feel like she's your way too early. I mean, she wins so many duels. I love watching her play. I think she's. 
She's got such opportunity, you know, she's leading us in fouls committed, which, you know, I never really mind because to me, it tells me that you're going for it. You're making those chances. And I'd like to see everything else that she can bring to the table. She's a workhorse and she, really she does not get enough love. I mean, even when she was with Orlando, when she would come on and play, like she's just nonstop. And you can see that from the get, from the get go that she's literally, she's, she's doing so well in the midfield. So I have to give, yeah. a lot of props Nina, Nina well. spoke about um, Gilles being like the player that had the most minutes so far, mm -hmm. right? For yeah. Andy City, and mm -hmm. you put Gilles on your yeah. on your board. Why did you pick her? My fellow Canadian sister. Look, <laughs> look, she's not only a staple in the back line, but she can score goals. She scored from some from the national team, and then you saw the other day she scored a goal that was called off, but um, she scored a header, and it was beautiful. And she just adds so many different elements. And I'm, I haven't seen. I've only watched her play the last couple of years, and so because um, she was overseas, so I wasn't watching much of her. And now I get to see her, and um, I'm just really, really proud of her. And um, she's just helped so much for the Canadian. You know, I love it, and I love that now we're starting to get players on that back line that she can yes. work with and play off of because having that extra help allows her to really come out and show us what she's got. She's not having to cover other positions and things like that. So I love that call. But, you know, we've got a tie here, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Got a McCaskill. Yep. And a looking at my homework <laughs> again. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. But I, I chose McCaskill, and the reason why I chose her is because you could just see her impact. When she got the red card, it was like, okay, so what are we gonna do now? You can definitely see that there was a little bit of a, a gap there, and she's such a big time player. She does all the creativity, she takes kicks. I mean, and I just, I love everything that she does. She's so good on the ball. Yes. She's also yeah. good off the ball, mm -hmm. too. And I think she was unlucky to get that red card as well, I, I have to say. But um, <laughs> Not a red. Amanda, do you have something? I mean, person. yeah, I mean, all the things you said, all the things I mentioned earlier with her having all the first in mm -hmm. ACFC history, and not to mention she's leading the team in corner kicks as well. So she's a playmaker in every way and sense of the word. And, yeah, I mean, she's definitely my uh, favorite player right now. And, again, I can't wait to see what she does. All right, you guys, we're coming up to our final topic in this really fun game. And so final topic is a successful season for Angel City FC is Ready. This I got this one. <laughs> it was a really short word. I, I told you I can't spell very well. So oh my gosh, the way I, I wrote bet you it. everyone in the chat is just laughing at us. <laughs> Sorry. My mom's in there. She's like, yeah, that's my daughter. All right. So <laughs> I wrote down fun. The one thing I really want to see from everyone, I want to see our players having fun. I want to see our fans having fun. I want to see the community having fun and getting together because. You know, win or lose, if you're not out there having fun, what are we doing? You know, I think Ted Lasso said it, like, I get play, I get paid to play a child's sport. You know, we get to go out there and we get to watch all these games. I want to have fun. <laughs> I know. I think I want to have fun, too, as, a, as someone who's going to be watching these games. And I think we're going to see that. And I think for me, growth and improvement is something that's going to be a big sign of a successful season as well. And whatever that ends up being at the end of the season, I think that if we can see them taking the first game that they ever played and comparing it to the last game, if they can look at that and see that, you know, they've made significant improvement and they've done a lot of positive things, I think that's great for a new franchise team. Yeah. I think that's success in their eyes. And I know ultimate goals are obviously, you know, to win everything, but, you know, on a smaller scale, I think that, that they should be very proud of themselves and the trajectory that they are currently on 
as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with, with what, what you're saying, but also I'm coming from the player perspective <laughs> and yes. it's not fun to lose. It's not. So I think for them, they're hungry, you know, a testament to the last game. You know, they won and they're going into, you know, the season, you know, on a high right now. And so as a player, you want to make playoffs. You want to be there at the end. And that's what they're working for. And that's why they're, that's what the team, that's the team that they're building. So um, obviously have fun. Obviously growth is important for a franchise team. I've been a part of a lot of uh, new franchises coming in. And so it's always the same thing. We got to win, baby. So I like it. Yeah, so I said style of play, which is, I think, very similar to what Amanda said in growth and improvement. For me, when a new, like a new coach comes in or it's a new team, all I want to see is how we're going to play. Are we going to play in a 4-3-3? Are we going to play a 4-4-2? Are we going to be a, a direct team? Are we going to play tiki-taka? What are we going to do? And I thought I saw from the first game to the last game that we played against the Port, um, Portland Thorns, some some version of a style of play under Freya Coom. Now, I know it's not going to be perfect, but if at the end of the season I know how we play and it's exciting and entertaining, that's all I can really ask for because it's a new team and we got to be patient. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, Those are my thoughts. Yeah, let's <laughs> develop that team. Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of thoughts today on this show, and I'm sure everybody in the comments, in the chats, I'm sure you have your own as well, and we would love for you to send us your comments, your questions, something that we can address or answer towards the end of this show. So if you could do that right now so that we can get to them, that would be amazing. Oh, do we have a few questions, Jess? Yes. Ooh, all right. Have questions. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I love it. Um, <laughs> I didn't prep for this. I'm, I'm looking. I'm trying to look through it, like the questions. I see a lot of nice comments, but I'm looking for questions. Oh. I think, um, did Vince, Vince get in there? Vince. Vince always has questions. Vince asked <laughs> if you could build the perfect Angel City Ooh. player using a different part of like uh -huh. each player how would oh, you boy. how would you go about that oh man uh, do you want to go down Jill's a row strength jill's strength oh, and gosh. heading capability just because she is a beast in the air so that's one thing i would definitely have i mean i would love to have just mccaskill's tenacity on the ball that would be incredible yeah i mean i i gotta give it to simone charlie i think a little bit i love her drive and her like vigor and how she goes after things. I really enjoy that. We also have Tyler Lucy's arms. Yeah, Tyler Lucy's arms. She has amazing Lucy's arms. <laughs> she never stops running. True, Ooh, true. Never gets tired. So I'm I, thinking this player is probably really, really good, but probably a little awkward as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not, a, it's not a perfect fit, but it definitely works. So yeah. our next question is going to be beyond Kristen Press, who is our most important player? We did, we did talk about that Jeez. a little bit. I, I think I feel, it's got to be Dee Dee. It's got to be the keeper. Hey, defense wins games, so we got to start from the okay. back. And so I say our keeper and then somebody in the back. I say our back line. Our center back pairing, I think, is going to be really, really important. So what we don't know what that's going to be coming up to, for tomorrow, but... You know, I've given a lot of praise to Ms. Caskell, obviously, but somebody also, and we've talked briefly about, I mean, Jasmine Spencer. Oh, yeah. She has adjusted so much and, and picked up roles that she may not have necessarily been uh, ready for, but mm -hmm. she was ready for. And I remember when we talked to her in the post game, she just said, I'm just here to play. Wherever yeah. they need me, that's where I'm going to be. And that's exactly what she's done. And I think that's been really important because we have had some holes that needed to be filled. And, yeah. you know, she's been the person to kind of step up and do that for us. Are you saying there's going to be a five-way race for keeper? Jazz <laughs> <laughs> Spencer, you're next. Yeah, get in there, girl. Definitely. <laughs> so Christian has a question. Um, 
He asked, <laughs> if Amanda and Nina were Angel City players, which positions on the oh. field would they play? I have a thought on this. So uh -oh. because uh. Nina is so good with her tactics and she's so calm and she knows a lot about the Aww. game, I think you'd be a really good midfielder somewhere in central midfield. And then Amanda, I'm thinking, you know, spicy. Probably gonna <laughs> give you a little bit of lip. Probably gonna be really difficult to play against. Gonna give you all all she can give you. So I'm thinking some sort of wing forward. Yep. Oh yeah. Would be... do, do I get to run a lot? Yeah, she runs. Yeah, you had to run a lot. Yeah. 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 Because so you, also that you, you run as yes, well. Yes. So. Yeah. She's just like choices. knocking people everywhere. Like, get out of my way. I'm coming. Yeah. Look, she I, earned the first red card for sure. <laughs> I, I look sweet and innocent, but put me in a competitive environment and it, all bets are off at that point. So yes. And I think he knows the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So JR has a question as well. And this will be our final question. He asks, who will be the leading scorer at the end of the season? Ooh. That's a great question. Actually. I mean, right now it's Kristen Press. Mm -hmm. But by the end of the season, I think we could see something from like June Endo. I think her creativity is on point. I think she's always making those key passes. I think she's in the right places. And as soon as she starts connecting really well, I think she's going to be a stealthy player. Mm -hmm. I would love to see Tyler Lucy be up there high on the, the board. I would love to see her score more goals. And I think she definitely wants to be a person that's at the top of that. So, hey, it, at this point, it's anybody's game. I don't know. I'm excited to see. Maybe McCaskill with some of those free kicks. But uh, also ooh, Clarice yeah. coming into yes. the picture and seeing where she's going to end up on the pitch, I think, has a little bit to do with that as well. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Could be anyone. We'll see. I think so. It's a tight race. <laughs> <laughs> is it stoppage time? Uh, oh, is it stoppage time? Are we there yet? I think we're there. Are we there? Okay, oh. so oh. we actually have another question. Oh, oh. we have oh. another question. I love it. Keep we have another coming. question. This comes in from um, JXA Jimenez. Thank you so much for your question. Yeah. Ask your way too early league position for Angel City by the end of the season. Oh, <laughs> oh league okay. position dun, by dun, the dun, end dun. of the season. Don't be shy, Lauren. Whew. We're making playoffs. The whiteboard. Yeah, we're making playoffs. Fourth. I like that number. I like number four. I think we're squeaking into the playoffs. Yeah, I think we are. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I mean, go five. A nice handful. High fives. <laughs> you know, I think we get up there, too. Yeah. All right, so we're squeaking into the playoffs there. So that's going to be the end of um, our viewer questions. Thank you so much for, for putting those in there. And always feel free to, like, put comments and questions at the end of the video, as well as subscribe, like the video, all those types of things, so we can continue to get found here on the interwebs. This is 110 Football. You're watching Angels Wear Boots. And finally, just to end, end our show, we're going to do stoppage time, which is our, I guess, <laughs> our, our opportunity to just kind of rant at the at the at the screen and let you guys know how we feel so who's going first on this one i think it's amanda Ooh. go ahead yeah all, all right. right so here's my stoppage time and i think it's no surprise to anyone that women's soccer is here to stay i think everything that we have seen even just in the challenge cup but everything leading up to it has shown that people are ready to watch women's soccer i mean starting from 2019 with the women's world cup it has only been a steady 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 build to where we're at right now we've seen the viewership rates that are phenomenal they're beating mls viewership rates in some games we've seen even overseas in barcelona and those matches that they've had where they're setting records that have been old records from long ago and i think people are finally taking notice of something that has been needing notice for a long time and i think angel city has come into this league at just the right time when they're at a high and people are going to see it 
it's going to catch their eye. People are asking me about it all the time at work and how they can come and watch games. And I think that's just a testament to where this sport is going to go and how it is only going to get better from here. And yes, NWSL, women's soccer, everywhere. It's here to stay, guys. So you better just get comfortable. You better sit down and get used to seeing it more and more in front of you. All right, let me take this from you now. I got my stoppage <laughs> time coming up. And I'm gonna give it to you like this. Good things come to those who wait. And I'll tell you, this team was announced July 2020. Took three months to get a name. 10 months after that, we got our first signing. And then nine months after our first signing, we got that first win. So I'm telling you this, be patient. You know, we were saying that the Challenge Cup was gonna be a trial run. We're gonna test out positions. We're gonna test out playing styles. We've seemed to dial that in just towards the end of this. We're coming home with a win. And you know what? More things are coming. Good things come to those who wait. <laughs> I love that. All right, now me. All right, so to go off of these two, mine's kind of similar, but the NWSL will continue to grow. I. Not to age myself, but I was around when when I came out of college. The WUSA had just WSA just folded. I got to play in the WPS that only lasted three years, and now we're on year ten of the NWSL, Woo! which is something to celebrate. Let's we got go. the addition of two new teams and a lot more teams that want to get into um, this league. So I think that's something that's so special, and I'm just excited to see where this goes because we were told that this was going to be the last time they were going to try um, a women's league if it didn't succeed. So year 10, baby. Let's see what happens. All right. So as the wind blows in my eyes and I start to tear up, so I'm not, I'm not sad. I'm happy. But so my stoppage time is actually going to be, what is it? We're getting there, you guys. We're getting there. I think when, and it's kind of like what you guys have already said. We have to be patient. It's a new team, new manager, new coach, new new players. But I'm, I think I can speak for all of us when I say that from the first game to the last game that we saw in the Challenge Cup, I saw vast improvement from, from the girls, from a team that looked like they were just trying to sort their feet out to a team that won a game and shut a really good team out. And so I think that just being patient and realizing that we waited a long time to have a, a good team in LA that's um, been founded by so many great personalities, A-list celebrities, a lot of women. Let's just be patient. We're gonna get there eventually and like, let's just get behind them and cheer them on. I'm all for it. I'm loving it. We're getting there. So that is the end of our show. Our very first show Woo! of Angel Wears Boots. Let's give ourselves a round of applause. <laughs> Yay! Thank you all for joining us. A lot of fun. <laughs> Um, at 4 o'clock today, we're going to have Football Without Borders. It's at 4 p.m. here on the 110 Football YouTube channel. So make sure that you subscribe to the channel so you guys do not forget that the show is coming at 4 p.m. and all of our other shows. Lauren will be on that show with me and Vince. And um, I think we're going to take him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to take you him. You guys are all it. warmed up. I you think you're ready. Yeah, we're warmed up. Vince you guys got it. warmed up now. <laughs> so, um... Today, like I said, 4 p.m., um, Football Without Borders. On Sunday, it's going to be our tailgate and post game at 7 p.m. for LA FC's game um, as well on the 110 against RSA. Minnesota. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Minnesota. And um, on Monday, we have LAFC 360 and the Expansion Mansion, 1 p.m. for LAFC 360 and for the Expansion Mansion, 4 p.m. on 110 Football YouTube channel. So that's it, you guys. We've done it. 
Um, again, oh. make sure, we're all hearing in our ears that we have 15 seconds to go, so we're trying to figure out what else to say. So we'll see you guys next week. Like this video, subscribe to the channel. We'll see you guys next time. Thank Bye you guys. so much. Bye guys, let's wave. Thanks for having us on the show. Bye guys. This is so fun. <laughs>